Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 681 of Locked On Raptors for late on Friday, March the 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of Raptors.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We are not going anywhere. While sports are paused, we are going to be coming at you with all sorts of really fun, interesting, weird uh, creative content over the next little while as we wait for sports to come back. Obviously, it's a very uh, strange and stupid and uh, confusing time, but we're hoping to be able to offer you a bit of a release, which is what's going on on today's show of Locked On Raptors. It's just me, and I think I promised this on yesterday's show. If I didn't, I'm promising it now, and I guess we're putting it in action today, too. Uh, of course, most of you know, if you listen to this podcast, that myself and Alex Wong wrote a book after the Raptors won the title called We the Champs, and I thought this time without basketball would be a good opportunity to go back and relive it. So what today's show is going to be is the first part of a series where I'm going to basically put We the Champs on audiobook. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to read the book to you dramatically. I have a weird Nick Nurse voice that I'm workshopping. Uh, I'm going to put in audio elements and all that stuff, you know, different clips and highlights from the games. Big thanks to ESPN and TSN for the clips that you will hear in today's show. And that's what this is going to be. We're going to go through the, the book, We the Champs, relive the title run. Why not relive it? The Raptors, you know, they might have two years to hang on to their title and celebrate it. That's fun and cool, I guess, in a weird dystopian kind of way um, but if they don't and the title is, does get handed out at some point this feels like a pretty good opportunity to celebrate and and bask in the glow of the title just one last time before potentially it changes hands in like I don't know August or something so again today's show is the first of a series where I am reading you the chapters on the first five games of the postseason the 4-1 series win over the Orlando Magic you're going to hear from DJ Augustine in this game you're going to hear from Kawhi Leonard punking the Magic a whole bunch you're going to hear Kyle Kyle Lowry pulling down dramatic, wonderful rebounds. Lots of stuff to relive from a series that I think probably gets forgotten a little bit because it was the most understated and chill of all the very not chill series the Raptors would eventually play. But let's relive it now. We'll get to the rest of the series, whether it's a four-part series, maybe seven parts, depending on how long it takes to go through the chapters for the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Warriors. Either way, we're going to have you covered here. This will be a way that we help fill the time as uh, as we wait for basketball to come back. So, I don't know, saddle up with a blanket and a fireplace and your family, put the speaker in the middle of the room and make it like a radio drama if you really want to do that. I fully support that. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Here is the first part of my dramatic reading of We the Champs by myself and Alex Wong on the Orlando Magic Series, beginning with Game 1. April 13th, 2019, Eastern Conference Quarterfinals, Game 1. Magic 104, Raptors 101, by Alex Wong. And to jump it up in After a successful season in which the Raptors had finished with 58 wins in the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, a first-round matchup with the Orlando Magic wasn't supposed to be a challenge. Everyone expected the Raptors, with a veteran starting lineup loaded with playoff experience, to move on relatively easily to the second round. Or so we thought. Past Raptors teams had entered the postseason with high expectations only to run into a wall. More importantly, Toronto had struggled so much in opening games of playoff series, it had become a running joke that every series involving the Raptors should just start with them trailing 1-0 in Game 2. This year was supposed to be different. The Raptors had Kawhi Leonard, a superstar player with an NBA Finals MVP on his resume. They also had an experienced group around him who weren't going to wilt under the bright lights. 
If there was one concern heading into the playoffs, it was that thanks to the load management of Kawhi Leonard, the midseason trade for Marcus Gasol, and the constant shuffling of rotations during the regular season, the core group didn't have a significant amount of time to familiarize themselves with each other on the court. That lack of familiarity would end up being the difference in Game 1 against the Magic at home. After racing out to a 5-point lead after the first quarter, the Raptors allowed Orlando to score 32 points in the second period, leading 42-41 with under 4 minutes left in the half. The Magic went on a 15-0 run to extend their lead to 16 points before settling for an 8-point halftime lead. Orlando keeps it alive. Fournier from the wing. He connects! The Magic's all-star Vucevic has just two points, yet they're up by 11. Very, very quiet in here right now. Nobody believes what's happening. A steal from Augustine. Pedaling ahead. Augustine leaves! And Vucevic slams a 15-0 run! The young Magic team seemed unfazed despite being underdogs on the road. Aaron Gordon had a double-double with 10 points and 10 rebounds. Evan Fournier scored 16 points. Jonathan Isaac added 11. The Raptors' one-two punch of Leonard and Pascal Siakam delivered with 25 and 24 points respectively and helped lead a second-half comeback. With under two minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, Leonard tied the game with a three-pointer and then it hit a go-ahead jumper with a minute remaining. 11 lead changes, 10 ties, and a Fournier steal! After DJ Augustine evened the score at 101 apiece, the Magic got the ball back with a chance to pull off a game one upset on the road. In the biggest possession of the game, a lack of communication between two former defensive players of the year would befall the Raptors. As Augustine attacked Toronto's defense, Leonard and Gasol weren't decisive enough with their defensive rotations. In that split second, it allowed enough space for Augustine to make the game-winning three-pointer, sending the Magic to a 101-104 victory and a surprise 1-0 series lead. Augustine finished with 25 points in 30 minutes. It was a mistake made on that play, Gasol admitted afterwards. We miscommunicated, and he made a good shot. The final play not only brought back memories of past playoff failures and dropped Toronto's franchise record in Game 1s to an appalling 2-14, but it was also a disappointing start to the postseason for Kyle Lowry, who went scoreless in 34 minutes, finishing 0-7 from the field and 0-6 from beyond the arc. After working all season for home court advantage and talking about the regular season as an 82-game practice for the playoff run, it was an ominous start for a group with championship aspirations. But there was no panic in the locker room afterwards. Quote, it's first one to win four games, Gasol said. You go back, you watch film, see what worked, see what didn't work, see what you've got to be better at, and play the next game. The consensus heading into the playoffs was the Eastern Conference comprised of four contenders, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia, and that the first round would be a cakewalk for all of the favorites. Instead, Orlando showed up to Toronto, where the Raptors finished 32-9 at Scotiabank Arena. The Raptors knew their path to the championship was not going to be easy, not with the talent makeup of the top teams in the East. But they certainly weren't expecting the first crisis of their postseason run to come just one game in. That said, it certainly seemed fitting for the Raptors to open their most anticipated playoff run with a home loss. 
This is a franchise that had never made anything easy, that had created an aura of playoff anxiety around the fan base that had become hard to shake. All of this would be tested again. One game into the postseason, the Raptors were forced to go back to the drawing board and regroup. April 16th, 2019, Eastern Conference Quarterfinals, Game 2. Raptors 111, Magic 82 by Alex Wong. After a disappointing Game 1 loss, all eyes were on Kyle Lowry and the Raptors to respond in Game 2. And they didn't disappoint. Just over a minute into the first quarter, Lowry, coming off a scoreless performance in Game 1, split a pair of free throws, receiving a thunderous response from the home crowd. Lowry rebounded and finished with 22 points on 8-for-13 shooting and added 7 assists in Game 2. This time around, it was the Magic who had to deal with their own scoring drought. The Raptors dialed up their defensive intensity in Game 2, holding the Magic scoreless for the first five minutes of the game, forcing them into six missed shots from the field. Orlando didn't help their own cause, missing four straight free throws during that span. By the time they finally managed to get a basket, the Raptors had raced out to an 11-0 lead. Kawhi, 5-0 Toronto, finds Green, Green, end line, kick up top to Gasol. Siakam now, in the paint, left hand, what a move! Leonard with the steal. Leonard now driving behind the back in the paint on a pull-off, sticks it! That's what you gotta be. Toronto ended the first half with a 51-39 lead, holding Orlando to just 33% shooting from the floor. After shaking off an early playoff slump, Lowry ceded the spotlight to Kawhi Leonard in the second half. In a 39-point third quarter, Leonard put on a show for the home crowd, scoring 17 points on 7-9 of nine shooting to open up a 90-66 lead heading into the fourth quarter. Leonard finished with 37 points on 15-for-22 shooting and set a career playoff high in field goals made. By the time he checked out for the final time with the Raptors up by 31 points late in the fourth, he received a standing ovation from the home crowd, who had waited all season long to see their superstar fully unleashed. Kawhi Leonard! Uh, he's pretty good. After a Game 1 loss, they got their wish, and the Raptors coasted to a 111-82 victory to even the best-of-seven series at 1-1. Despite leading the way, Leonard was happy to credit his point guard for his Game 2 performance. Quote, he did a great job of bouncing back. Leonard told reporters after the game, He's a pro, that's what pros do. They know it's just one game and they come in the next game ready to play. His head coach agreed. He was big time tonight, Nurse said of his point guard afterwards. That's him at his finest. Lowry reciprocated Leonard's kind words with some of his own. Quote, Tonight he was just in a groove, getting downhill, getting to his spots, Lowry said. He's a player who knows where he wants to be on the floor, and when he gets to those spots, he's pretty tough to guard. Quote, Leonard was great, Orlando head coach Steve Clifford said after the Game 2 loss. What are you going to do? He was great. The game provided a first glimpse at what a successful playoff blueprint would look like for this Raptors team. On the defensive end, they held the Magic to under 40% shooting from the field and 26.5% from three, while forcing 17 turnovers. Defense travels in the postseason, and Toronto had enough stout individual defenders to force opposing teams into these shooting percentages on a consistent basis. On the offensive end, the Raptors had Leonard work as the dominant offensive force that he'd shown glimpses of during the regular season. Lowry was their engine, and Pascal Siakam was a secondary scoring option with his athleticism and ability to attack the basket. Siakam finished the game with 19 points on 8-for-16 shooting. The Raptors took care of the ball, recording just 7 turnovers, and limited the nemesis DJ Augustine, who scored 25 points in Game 1, to 9 points and 1 field goal made in 23 minutes. 
Toronto also set a playoff franchise record with their 29-point margin of victory. Toronto would have preferred to win both games at home to open the series, sure. But after another disappointing start to the playoffs, they put together a complete performance in Game 2 to ensure they wouldn't start off the postseason in a 2-0 deficit. Now it was off to Orlando for the next two games and a chance to take control of the series. April 19th, 2019. Eastern Conference Quarterfinals Game 3. Raptors 98, Magic 93. By Alex Wong. Before tip-off, the crowd in Orlando was ready for the team's first playoff home game since 2012. The cast of former Magic players in attendance included Tracy McGrady, Jameer Nelson, and Horace Grant. But once the game began, it looked like more of the same from Toronto's dominant Game 2 win. The Raptors once again raced out to an early lead, scoring the first 10 points before Orlando finally got on the board. The Magic kept fighting, though, and cut Toronto's lead to three points by halftime, thanks to a half-court buzzer beater from one Terrence Ross. In the second half, the Raptors' new star player took over. Pascal Siakam exploded with a playoff career-high 30 points, shooting 13 of 20 from the floor, 3 of 4 from 3, adding 11 rebounds, 4 assists, and not committing a single turnover while playing a team-high 42 minutes and recording a game-best plus 14 while he was on the floor. On a night where Kawhi Leonard battled illness and was limited to just 16 points and 10 rebounds, Siakam stepped into the primary scoring role. In his first season as a full-time starter, the future most improved player did not disappoint. Quote, it's just taking what a defense gives us and going with it, Siakam said afterwards. Quote, he's unbelievable, Kyle Lowry told reporters after the game. He's the most improved basketball player in the NBA this year. He's going to continue to grow and get better. Thanks to Siakam's career night, the Raptors opened up a 17-point lead midway through the fourth quarter and appeared to be on their way to a relatively comfortable road win. A Siakam basket with 444 remaining put Toronto up by 12 and appeared to snuff out Orlando's last push. But the Magic weren't going to let their home fans down on this night, at least not without a full 48-minute effort. Led by Ross's team-high 24 points and 22 points and 14 boards from all-star center Nikola Vucevic, the Magic kept pushing and pulled within three with 42 seconds left after a Ross three-pointer. Kicks it out for Ross. Big three is good. Step back. Tough three. Long rebound Ross. Two minutes to play. Ross all the way. Laying it in. It's a four-point game. Shoot for Siakam. It's been his night tonight, and he delivers. Toronto's friend, Orlando, up against the clock, down by six. Ross, free for three. Good again. Toronto had one more offensive possession to put the game away, and it was time for their point guard to come up huge. The step back, over Gordon. It's short. Who wants it? Lowe received it. What a play by Kyle Lowry. The shot clock is off. Aaron Gordon commits the foul, wave out the basket attempt. Kyle Lowry, a loose ball to maybe put the game away. The knock on Lowry's playoff resume has always been his up and down shooting. But what is often neglected is the little things the Toronto point guard does that don't show up in the box score or make highlight packages on social media or SportsCenter. Whether it's diving for loose balls, finding open teammates, making the right reads on defense, drawing charges, or defending larger players in the low post, Lowry's a winning player. On this team, with Leonard and Siakam as scoring options, Lowry was able to play a secondary role, more suited to his overall skill set. Winning players have a knack for being in the right place at the right time, and that was the case for Lowry at the end of Game 3. 
With the Raptors up three with just seconds left in the game, Lowry snuck in behind the Magic front court to steal an offensive rebound, which led to a pair of free throws by Leonard with 12.9 seconds remaining in the game to put the Raptors up by five. Toronto will hold on for a 98-93 victory on the road to take a 2-1 series lead and regain home court advantage. Lowry finished the game with 12 points and 10 rebounds, and despite Siakam's career night and Leonard's valiant performance, all teammates wanted to talk about afterwards was Lowry's key rebound. Quote, that rebound, talk about that rebound. That was the game, Marcus Gasol said in the locker room afterwards. Quote, that was Kyle. That has nothing to do with scoring. He just stuck his nose in there, ran through that ball, and got the rebound and won the game for us. It's a team thing. Basketball is a beautiful thing because it's a team sport and everyone has each other's back. Quote, it was really big, Leonard added. Like I said before, he plays the game well, he's smart, he's going to knock down his shot, and he's going to make a defensive play. He's going to set us up right on the offensive end. That's what you want from your point guard. April 21st, 2019. Eastern Conference quarterfinals, game four. Raptors 107, Magic 87 by Alex Wong. When the Raptors acquired Kawhi Leonard via trade, this was what they envisioned. A dominant superstar who could tilt the advantage to the Raptors in any best of seven series. In Game 4, Toronto had an opportunity to take a commanding 3-1 lead on the road, and they took care of business in convincing fashion, forcing the Orlando Magic into 17 turnovers with another impressive defensive performance. They also followed Leonard's lead on the offensive end, where the Raptors' superstar scored a game-high 34 points in 35 minutes, shooting 12 for 20 from the floor, 2 for 6 from 3, and adding 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a pair of blocks. The Raptors led by 16 points at the half, thanks to 18 first-half points from Leonard and 12 from Pascal Siakam. In the third quarter, any magic push was repeatedly answered by Leonard. Even though Aaron Gordon scored 16 points and made all six of his field goals in the quarter, Leonard kept pace with 12 points in the third period and kept Toronto ahead 82-70, heading into the fourth. In Game 3, the Raptors had to weather a late fourth-quarter run from the Magic. This time, they discovered a killer instinct in the final 12 minutes, opening the quarter with a 14-5 run, pushing the lead to 21 points and coasting to a 107-85 victory. It was the first time in Raptors franchise history in which they had held a 3-1 lead in a best-of-seven series. It was a complete performance from Leonard, who had played just nine games the season prior with the Spurs due to injury and admitted it was hard to not only be away from the floor, but have to watch the playoffs instead of competing in them. Leonard! A little bit too much, gets it back, fades away, and hits! Eight-point lead. It almost seemed like Kawhi got there just in time. Leonard fading away, puts it down again. Quote, you just want to be out there on the floor with your teammates. Just feel that team spirit and chemistry. Just trying to focus on one goal, Leonard said after the game. That's something I was missing, just being out, sitting out. That's why it's a blessing this year, just to be able to play on the floor, regardless of what the outcome is. Quote, he's the finals MVP, Aaron Gordon said. He's doing what he's supposed to do. That's what they pay the man for, to come down here and be Kawhi Leonard. Nick Nurse was more impressed by how the Raptors didn't let the Magic back into the game and took advantage of an opportunity to take control of the series. Quote, these series and these games in the series are a lot about imposing your will on a team, Nurse said. Quote, road wins are the best, especially in the playoffs, Leonard said. The Raptors also got contributions from the rest of the team. Serge Ibaka scored 13 points, Kyle Lowry handed out 9 assists, and Norman Powell came off the bench to score 16 points on 7 of 9 shooting. Quote, 
I feel like my teammates had a big part in tonight's win, Leonard said. With Norm playing great, Pascal shooting the ball well, Kyle did great, made big shots, Danny Green made a big shot at the end of the third, Marcus All played great, Van Vliet came in and knocked down shots. I feel like we all played well tonight. We all had our hands on the game. Once you make shots, everyone is looking at you saying, you had control of the game. You can do it on both ends of the floor and it's everybody. It's not just me out there. Even with Leonard leading the way, the Raptors locker room realized they'd need everyone to get where they wanted to go in the postseason. Quote, we need them every night, Lowry said of the bench after the game. If we can get that every night, it's a must for us. Those guys are so talented that they can help us in that capacity. It's great. Kawhi is a big night like tonight. It's a super bonus, but we need everyone to play their best basketball. The defensive miscommunication that cost the team the first game of the series felt like a long time ago. After three consecutive wins, the Raptors were starting to realize they might have something special. Quote, I think we just go out there and play 5-0 basketball, Siakam said. We have high IQ guys that can make plays. We each play off each other. There's not a lot of play calling or things like that. We just play off each other. It's just fun when you have guys that can understand the game with you out there. April 23rd, 2019. Eastern Conference Quarterfinals, Game 5. Raptors 115, Magic 96. By Alex Wong. By the time Kawhi Leonard checked out of Game 5 with 8.05 left to play in the fourth, the Raptors were up 30 points, and the home crowd at Scotiabank Arena rightfully serenaded Leonard with MVP chance. With a chance to clinch the first-round series at home, Leonard scored 27 points, finishing 8-for-11 from the field, hitting all five three-pointers, while adding seven rebounds. He was a team-high plus 38 on the floor in 32 minutes, leaving no doubt who was the best player and the best team in the series. The Raptors led by as many as 37 points in Game 5, the largest margin in a playoff game in franchise history, and coasted to a 115-96 victory, winning four consecutive games in the postseason for the first time in the team's history and sending the Magic home with a 4-1 series win. The script played out just the same in Game 5 as it had the previous three victories. Leonard led the way, but he received plenty of support from the rest of his team. Kyle Lowry bookended his scoreless Game 1 in the series by scoring the team's first nine points, and had 12 points in the opening quarter. Kawhi gets it to Danny Green in the corner. Here's Lowry. Lowry on the move with the left hand. Scott Foster. Here's Kyle Lowry. Lowry makes the three. Kawhi on the take in the corner. Green. There's Lowry. Kyle Lowry on the high-low feed. Siakam right there. Clocked down. Isaac just throws it up. And Gasol with it. Excellent. Locked in the entire possession. Lowry. A blow-by. Right to the rim. What a start for number seven. Lowry finished with 14 and 9 assists drawing three charges on the defensive end, and finished a plus 31 when he was on the court. Toronto's stout defense was once again on display. The Magic missed 10 of their first 11 shots, and missed all seven of their three-pointers in the opening period. The Raptors raced out to a 22-3 lead, and led by 16 points after one, never relenting. Quote, Kyle played great tonight, Leonard said afterwards. Quote, he got us all going with that amazing first quarter. We just all fed off his energy. Toronto's first half was beautiful to watch. They recorded 19 assists on their 23 made field goals, which was a Raptors record for any single half in a postseason game. The Raptors finished with 34 assists, also a team playoff record. Quote, we kind of figured it out and made a good adjustment after game one, Lowry said afterwards. We were a little bit soft in our coverages, and we figured it out really quickly, what we wanted to do, how we needed to help each other, and how we needed to play. To figure it out that quick is a really good thing for us. We've just got to continue to build off of it. 
Pascal Siakam was once again brilliant on both ends of the floor, finishing with 24 points on 8 of 16 shooting, making 3 of 5 from 3, and adding 6 rebounds and 4 assists, as well as a block. Five Raptors players scored in double figures. After a disappointing Game 1 performance, the Raptors got a glimpse of what Masai Ujiri had envisioned when he traded for Leonard and later acquired Marcus Gasol at the deadline. Leonard as the leader, Lowry as the heartbeat, Siakam as the emerging star, and Gasol as the defensive anchor down low. Throughout the series, Gasol frustrated All-Star center Nikola Vucevic, who finished Game 5 with just 6 points in 17 minutes, ending a frustrating playoff round against the former Defensive Player of the Year. Nurse was not surprised by his team's performance in Game 5, especially not Leonard's. Quote, He's been through this before, Nurse told reporters afterwards. The playoffs, and he's made these deep runs, obviously. He relishes this time of year, and I think it shows. Playing strong, playing fast, playing defense. He's a great two-way player. He's a great player in this league. The praise was not only directed towards Leonard. Nurse showed an appreciation for how his point guard bounced back from Game 1 and took control for the rest of the series. Quote, He was amazing in this series, Nurse said of Lowry. I don't know how many charges he ended up taking, but it was blocking out, taking charges, pushing the ball, getting in the paint, stroked enough threes. He's maybe as good as I've ever seen in this series. Up next, a second round showdown with the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's going to do it. The Toronto Raptors, for the first time in franchise history, they've won four in a row in the postseason. After losing.